And we welcome at this time State Representative Randy Fry for his weekly uh, legislative update. Good morning to you, Randy. Good morning, Tom. And, of course, uh, we are at the uh, the halfway mark of the uh, General Assembly session, the 10-week session, uh, week five. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's uh, it's gone by uh, pretty fast, I would imagine. But uh, today is a, a a particular day of note as far as the legislation is concerned, I understand. That's right, Tom. Today is the final day of the first half of session. It's called the third reading deadline. Third reading is where the merits of the bill is debated and voted on by all members. And so after today, any House bill that hasn't passed the House is, uh, for all intents and purposes, dead for this year. There is ways that some language can end up from a bill that didn't pass in another bill, but for the most part, that doesn't happen. Uh, so if your listeners are tracking specific bills after today, those bills will uh, indicate that they're not being heard, they're not moving in there. If you look at the bill list in the Indiana General Assembly website, they'll be grayed out. Only the bills that are moving uh, will be in blue, and you can click on those and find information. The ones that are grayed out, uh, that indicates they're not going anywhere. All right. And, of course, uh, last week had uh, several House bills uh, passed. Uh, one is the uh, education matters uh, passing by uh, the House by a 60 to 37 vote. And uh, can you uh, give us a little bit of an overview of that bill? I can. And, and Tom, the, the first thing I'll tell you is there's an awful lot of information out there about this bill. A lot of it isn't accurate. Um, and then another thing to remember for your listeners is bills aren't laws, at least not yet. And so uh, as this bill moves, it was amended uh, drastically on the House floor um, on, on second reading and uh, made the bill far better. Uh, and then it will go to the Senate where we'll see. You know, the Senate had a bill similar to this, Tom, that did not pass. It didn't vote on it. It didn't move. And so uh, we'll see whether they're willing to take up this bill if they didn't take up their own. So we'll just have to see. For sure, if they hear it, it'll be further amended. And so the final bill may look uh, even more uh, different than this uh, current bill looks now. So we'll see. It will be uh, March before we'll know uh, whether the Senate has passed it. And when it comes back from conference committee, then we'll have to decide whether if it comes back, if they hear it, it comes back in conference committee. We'll see what the final bill looks like and whether we can tolerate it or whether it... uh, isn't a good bill. Um, But the premise behind the bill, we heard from many parents over the last year that um, they would inquire about um, what their students being taught. And and in some schools, certainly not all, and most of our schools do a great job, and most of our teachers do a great job. But in some schools, um, the parents were not uh, having access to the uh, material that was being taught uh, or uh, their input just uh, they felt simply wasn't being listened to. And so the bill seeks to strike a delicate balance between parental involvement in their child's education and uh, allowing schools to continue to teach and do the best job they can to teach our students. Now, one thing I can tell you the bill does not do is require a teacher to put their lesson plan daily online. That's, that's not so. I read over the weekend a couple of different times that that's the case, but it isn't. And so there's just a lot of information out here about this bill, and some of it is just uh, inaccurate. Uh, uh, and then on the other hand, this bill is going to continue to change, so we just have to keep watching it. 
Yeah, because um, I understand that there, there was uh, been some uh, some brushback against it as far as uh, the um, you know teachers' lessons plans, and uh, there there was the uh, the thought process that there's going to be a lot of teachers leaving the profession, in the, at least in the state of Indiana, because of this. But uh, you're saying that that is not the case. Well, it's not. It's not nearly as egregious as is being portrayed. Uh, the original bill was a uh, was a lot different, and it. it well, have had some of those um, uh, outcomes, so that's why bills are changed. That's why they're amended, uh, and this bill was amended uh, quite a bit. Um, there, it will establish a committee of parents to discuss ed- education uh, curriculum. However, the curriculum, their, their suggestions do not have to be adopted. Still leaves the final say in the hands of the elected officials of the school board. So, um, again, there's just a lot of information out there, and most of it is, is um, uh, I won't say most of some of it's inaccurate. Uh, one of the things that we heard about was the teaching of critical race theory, and it, it was happening in some schools, and that uh, this bill addresses that. But it does not address the fact that there was racism, and, uh, and teachers can teach that. They can teach history. They, they, can, they can teach as they always had. But, uh, we can't... Um, be uh, holding students accountable for something that happened many, many years ago. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. And then also a House Bill uh, 1041. This is a participation in school sports. Now, this uh, revolves around uh, biological girls uh, uh, being uh, playing by, you know, girls' uh, sports, at least through high school. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, what are you seeing as far as uh, this is concerned? Well, this bill came to us from a, uh, a representative from down in Johnson County. She uh, played uh, Division One college basketball. And uh, she, in her testimony, testified that uh, she would go to pick up games on, um, on the weekends or on, on evenings and summers, and she would compete against some of the boys. Most of them were not good enough to make the boys' basketball team, and yet they would all be better than she was. Yet when she went to play uh, in the girls' team, she was the best player on the team. And so uh, what, what we don't want is we don't want uh, biological girls competing against biological boys. Um, they, boys are bigger, stronger, faster. And that's just a fact. And so um, we, we want to continue to keep girls' sports for the girls. Um, the records um, that are currently held by the girls would be shattered. Uh, scholarships would be lost uh, by girl, female athletes wanting to go uh, on to college, and so uh, we just want to keep a level playing field here and uh, and uh, have the girls only competing against the girls. Yeah, that was uh, State Representative Michelle Davis, and uh, of course uh, she'd played uh, college ball at uh, Ball State, and uh, you know she mentioned uh, keeping a level playing field, and also preserving Title IX. However, there are those who say uh, that uh, trans athletes uh, deserve a chance to compete. Uh, what say you, Randy Fry? Well, they can compete. They can just compete with their um, biological um, um, counterparts. Uh, I understand there are folks who uh, uh, are uh, transgender. However, uh, their biological makeup is still uh, what they were born. And so they're going to have to uh, compete against those of the same um, gender at birth. So um, boys will be competing against boys and girls against girls. Now, uh, one thing you can do is a girl could compete on a boy's team. 
Um, and so we've seen over the years, girls sometimes play football and they're the kicker or uh, uh, girls in junior high, I know, wrestle on the boys team. There's no girls wrestling team. So there, those opportunities still exist. However, not, not for boys to, uh, to uh, participate in girls sports. All right. Of course, that bill now uh, moves on to the Senate. And another mm-hmm. bill that uh, of particular interest is um, uh, House Bill 1174, designating a coroner as a first responder, and this passed uh, unanimously 91 to nothing. It did. And, um, Tom, this bill came through the Veterans Affairs and Public Safety Committee, a committee that I chair. And uh, when it was in our committee, it, can, it included besides being a designation as a first responder, that the county coroners, if they were killed in the line of duty, would then be uh, eligible for line of duty death benefit. Our coroners respond to runs. They're on scene of a car accident. They're on scene of a fatal fire. They're, uh, they're put in harm's way, similar to our police and firefighters. And so we believe that they should also be eligible for line of duty death benefit. However, when this bill went to the uh, to the Ways and Means Committee, the Ways and Means Chairman took that provision out of the bill, um, and so the bill currently exists. It designates a coroner as a first responder, but it does not have line of duty death benefit in it. We believe, I hope, that that will be restored in the Senate, and then we'll have to hammer it out come uh, the uh, conference committee at the end of session and see if uh, we can keep that in there. Uh, for me, I think that the coroners deserve that protection for their families. Um, and it's important to note, Tom, that if someone isn't killed in a line of duty, it doesn't cost anything. And there's a, a fund that has uh, significant money in it for line of duty death the benefits. And so this wouldn't, put, in my opinion, put that fund in jeopardy. It would continue to um, be available uh, for those who possibly might die in the line of duty just seems to me to do, be the right thing to do uh, to help protect our coroners and their families. All right. Then uh, anything else uh, before we let you go uh, this morning? Well, as I said, Tom, today is a, a big day. There are 24 bills on third reading today. The third reading are, is where a bill, the merit of the bill is debated and the, vote, the bill will be voted on by the members of the House. And so uh, 24 bills takes a good while to get through, so we'll be there for a long day. Tomorrow, however, will be a short day. Tomorrow, um, the bills that have passed the Senate will come to the House. House bills that have passed the House will go to the Senate, and the whole process starts over. And so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the Senate sends us and what they do with what we sent them. Um, again, bills are bills. They're not laws until... They complete the process and even signed by the governor. And some bills uh, are, are vetoed. So we just have to continue to watch and wait and see what uh, comes of these particular bills. And, and uh, we'll see what the Senate sends us. The reason a day will be short is because until bills com- complete committee, they can't be heard on the House floor. And so the bills will have to be assigned to committee beginning tomorrow. And then they will be again being heard in committee early next week. And it'll be uh, probably late next week before much action starts on the House floor. By the end of February, the days will be long on the House floor and it won't be committee. So it's just it's just a process. All right. Well, State Representative Randy Fry, we appreciate your time this morning as always. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thanks, Tom. 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 